0: Hi, before I start this episode, I just want to place a listener discretion advisory on this episode because I will be discussing the current situation in the wrestling industry, the hashtag speaking out movement and a lot of the topics, a lot of the things I will be saying can trigger can be triggering. So I just want to put out a listener discretion advisory before I start the episode. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting DDT Divas, the podcast. Hi everybody. This is going to be a different type episode of the DDT Divas podcast. Um, Usually I will record a review episode. I would review WWE or AEW uh, pay-per-views. But I... I just couldn't do it. So I had actually recorded. And written a script for. Uh, WWE Backlash. And NXT, in your ho- NXT TakeOver. In Your House. And I was going to release them at the same time. Kind of like a two for one. Episode. Four. Five. But I just. Didn't feel like doing that. Because of what's going on. In the wrestling industry. I, I just didn't feel like you know doing the basic review podcast i felt like i should use my platform to speak out about what's happening uh, right now um, with the hashtag speaking out movement hashtag speaking out i couldn't I, I just couldn't focus on doing a regular um episode so i thought that i would talk about you know what's happening um Why is it important that we do something about the abuse in the wrestling industry? Why is it so hard for us to, why is it so emotionally hard? It's emotionally draining, and it can be emotionally draining for several reasons. Um, And also, like, what wrestling companies in the wrestling industry can actually do to um, make a safer environment Uh, a less toxic environment for people in the industry and for the wrestling community in general so I just wanted to take time out and you know when you have your own platform you have your own blog website podcast you know it's important to use your voice voice and to speak out and so um it actually got me thinking about scrapping the whole review podcast idea and to do more of something different Um, and to kind of go back to my journalistic roots and do more of an interview podcast so um, in the next upcoming days weeks um, I'm going to be going back to doing Q&A's with people in the industry uh, for the DDT Divas podcast, uh, I have done a couple interviews that's currently on DDTDivas.com with uh, re- people in the wrestling industry, but it's a written article. But I'm thinking about taking my written article format and moving it to a podcast. I think it'll be more beneficial, uh, it'll be more entertaining, and just it's more necessary than a review podcast because there's a lot of review podcasts out there. So, um, yeah, that's just uh, my little kind of announcement spiel um, before I get into the uh, speaking out movement. Um, I also, before I get into the speaking out movement, which um, is a more serious topic, I did get a new microphone. I don't know if you can, if the sound quality is better. I'm sure it is better. But I did finally get my microphones for the podcast. So hopefully the sound quality is better than what it was at first. But now let's talk about speaking out, hashtag speaking out. So for me, I first um, noticed the hashtag in the movement last week around Wednesday or Thursday. I believe it was Thursday. There were um, a few people who spoke up, a few survivors who spoke up. I will not use the term victims. These people are not victims. They're survivors. They were um, abused and used and manipulated. They are survivors. So um, I did notice a few survivor stories in, um Wednesday, Thursday-ish on Twitter. And then um, each day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, more and more people um, in the industry, in the community, the wrestling community, continue to speak up and tell their stories. And this is very important. This will change the wrestling industry for good. And when I say for good, I mean for the better. It's something that's necessary. Uh, And this is a movement that is very important because I hope it will remove... All of the abusers from wrestling promotions, big, small, mainstream, independent, uh, just remove these abusers to create a safer environment and a less toxic environment for people in the wrestling, wrestling industry. And I also um, noticed that there hasn't been a lot of main, mainstream media coverage, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, As a person who has a background in journalism, it's kind of sad because I think that this is something that should be reported. These survivors, their stories should be reported to more people. And, you know, once with mainstream media, you will get a little bit more investigations and more stories. And, you know, I feel like it'll be something, it's something that's necessary. So far, I've only seen a Sports Illustrated uh, article and maybe a Forbes article covering uh, hashtag speaking out. So I kind of want to see, you know, more media coverage. And I know some people have been wondering, like, what about the wrestling community? Where are these wrestling journalists? I say this as someone who uh, has worked i don't want to keep saying that i've worked in journalism but um i don't know if the wrestling community the content creators are capable of doing this type of serious investigations i mean they can i'm sure there's a lot of people that are capable of doing it but there's also some people that i feel like are not capable of handling such a serious topic in a way that is respectful tasteful ethical so, you know, I, I would like to see I more people, more actual, like, journalists in the wrestling community, you know, step up and do it. But it does take a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of skills to actually cover such a such a serious and sensitive topic. And, you know, I'm kind of, like, ranting. I, I do have, like, bullet points, and I, I want to talk about a couple things, but it might come off as a rant because this is something that is very emotional very serious to me um so and it's something that can be hard to talk about and also by the way this what you know what I'm saying um is from a fan's perspective a fan who has I do know some people who have worked in the uh, wrestling business who have wrestled on the independent scale um, for a little bit of time and also by talking to a few um wrestlers interviewing and you know just um, knowing a couple wrestlers um but i I'm, I'm not I've never worked in the industry and i'm I'm a fan um who happens to know a few people, but I noticed that the last couple of days it's been hard for several reasons it's hard because we empathize with the survivors. We, you know, I empathize with the survivors. They are very brave people for coming out and telling their story, especially in an industry that seems to kind of sweep things under the rug. I mean, if you have been watching lately uh, Vice's Dark Side of the Ring, you'll notice how things can be pushed aside, swept under the rug, covered up, covered up uh, in the wrestling industry. So these survivors are very brave and you know I they're very brave people for telling their story and for being telling their truth and for speaking up. And I noticed that we as a society not just in wrestling but as a society we have this celebrity worship and that's another reason why it can be hard for people because we we, we shouldn't, but we do sometimes, you know, look to these celebrities and, you know, we don't really know them, but we think that we do because we see them on TV. We watch their movies. For wrestlers, we watch them wrestle on TV or at indie shows and we think we know them and it can be hard. And I've seen some people tend to, Say really negative things about these survivors and tend to not believe them because, because so and so wrestler is popular. They have a big name. They've been working in the industry for a long time, or you know they have a. They're really talented, or they have an amazing work rate. They're always working. They're always working hard. They're doing their best for their company and they're working hard for the fans so people tend to sometimes some of us people uh, fans tend to decide that we are going to not believe the survivor because of the popularity level of the wrestler and also you know it's hard because emotionally hard because um just because the abuser was good I mean stepping back a little bit a lot of the people who have survived this trauma have worked with the abuser they you know they know them uh they're their they are their colleagues so they spend a lot of time with them and so people who may not have been abused may also have worked with this person and spent a lot of time with this person so just because the abuser was good to one person or several people it doesn't mean that they didn't abuse someone else and that can make it hard because sometimes people know the abuser and they or at least they think they knew them and they don't know how they treat other people or what they have been doing and that also makes it hard to process what's going on and also people a lot of us um fans we you know we see these people and people not you know for people that actually work with some of the survivors they know them and they know them from working with them and they all just as well as they know the abuser so that can make things emotionally hard this pro- for this process and so um the other day friday i tweeted that I felt a little guilty, slightly ashamed to watch Smackdown, uh, to watch wrestling because, you know, it just felt wrong because I'm me sitting here knowing that there are people out here that have used, abused and mistreated other people. So it took me a while, like when I I, it took me a while to like just kind of process this the whole time since Friday to realize that this may be a grieving process for many people because a lot of us love wrestling and again I'm speaking from a fan standpoint like I love wrestling I have been a wrestling fan since I was like four or five maybe I don't even remember that's how long and how much I love wrestling. Like I just started watching my granddad, he loved wrestling. He just got me watching as a kid and I just continued to watch until my adulthood. And it's been a really big part of my family life, my childhood, my adulthood. You know, I remember a time where I didn't have many friends who watched wrestling when I was a kid. But when I got older, into high school, college, I started to make wrestling friends. And I would have my um, best friend and my, like, close circle of friends. But I also have my wrestling friends and we made memories. And so it it's a grieving process for many fans because I know a lot of people can relate to that um, because we love wrestling. You know, so maybe we were in denial at first. Like, how can this happen? How can this be happening? You know, how can someone do this why would someone do this and then you know later on after the denial is has set in and it's over kind of we kind of get angry like why would someone do this like how can another person treat another person like this and then we kind of start bargaining why didn't we see the signs? You know, like if I would have saw the signs, maybe we could have did this, and I feel like this is more that's more of a level of people who may have been closer to the survivors, you know, and then it comes to sadness. and then like you know, that's why I say it's like a grieving process because those are similar um steps and things people go go through when they're grieving a loss. And then you finally have to accept it. But instead of accepting it, it, I feel like there is work to be done. Um, And I'm not really sure how we can do a better job. Um, I have a couple ideas, which I'm actually going to share with you guys. But I feel like people who work in the industry will probably have a better grasp and a better understanding of what can be done to prevent this from happening again because as you can see so many people have spoken up this has been going on for years and years Uh, people have been abusing people and getting away with it and you know something has to be done so I was thinking that something that could maybe prevent this from happening uh, again uh, to prevent a lot of abusers from entering the industry and getting away with Abusing other people, maybe if the wrestling industry was more transparent. Now, um, I know it's like it's wrestling is not like completely like other sports, but you know, when you have a sports league, you have press conferences that players coaches general managers owners they come out and they speak with the media and the media uh, the press gets to ask questions sometimes people do lie to the press but you know they are held more accountable when you say something to the mass media and then you lie and it comes back as a lie so you know maybe the wrestling industry should consider being more transparent if anything happens with a player on the sports team, like if anything happens to a, with a player or coach or anyone in that team's organization, the team usually reports it. They put out a press release and sometimes PR, it's a different animal. You know, the team says or tells you what they want to tell, but they do inform people of the situation. And I feel like we don't really get that in wrestling. And that's why some things are swept, are covered up because they don't tell the fans or the public or people what's going on and but most importantly I think we need to hold the abusers and the people who enabled the abused accountable no matter who that person is or what company they uh, work for they should be held accountable for their actions if you do something wrong you should have to face the consequences no one should be above facing consequences because you know the company company thinks this person is a big star or you know they feel like they're going to lose money no we, we can't enable and encourage abuse in toxic environments so you know people have to abusers have to be um, held accountable and just as well as the people who en- enable the abuse and allow it to go on they should also be held accountable and also, um, I was thinking, I don't know how this would work, but maybe a code of conduct for wrestling companies, they should create a code of conduct and that code should be again, transparency. It should be, you know, publish the code on your website. Um, make sure you share it with people working at your company, you know, this code of conduct and it should be something that, again, I'm thinking of this from a fan standpoint and I'm also thinking about other sports like when other sports like the NBA you have a league so you know the code of conduct is usually the same from team to team because the league created that code so I you know that would be something to consider but I'm not really sure how it could be done um, and if it would work but I think it's a good idea to create a code of conduct for people working in your company and also this is something that I feel like we can do as a whole in this country and in society, is to educate ourselves on sexual assault, uh, domestic violence, hazing, any type of abuse or manipulation, Um, we we should educate ourselves. And there should be training in each wrestling company. In my professional career, there's an HR department, Human Resources, and Human Resources will be trained and they will train us um, how to handle situations. Um, and we are educated on those situations. So, you know, I think each company should assess itself and figure out what type of training is necess- is most necessary. In fact, maybe do sexual abuse training, sexual assault training, you know, hazing. Don't think just because people are adults, they don't haze each other. Um, hazing is a really big issue. And a lot of companies and not just in the wrestling industry people will bully and they will haze other people um, and everyone should just educate themselves and the com- the company should take steps to make sure people are educated and uh, like I said I don't think our society does a good job with educating people about sexual assault because most people now of course you know I I've, I've seen this I've seen some people you know i've talked to people and some people you know when they think of sexual abuse they only think of violent rape uh people tend to not think about or kind of forget that without consent any sexual activity is abuse without consent it's abuse so you know um education you know educate people that's a big one and um my final you know how can we make a change maybe you know how can we change the wrestling industry for the better this is more for the fans um and as a fan i will i can speak on this as a fan i think we should eliminate the term ring rats it is a derogatory term it's used in a very insulting way and i've seen a lot of people use the the term ring rats uh in the last couple of days, last week, this week, to justify sexual abuse, like no, let's just kill the word. It's let's not use the word ring rats, and let's not um, label people. And you know, people are quick to label someone as sexually promiscuous, but they are. It's but it's harder for them to believe that someone was has been sexually abused. So, you know, I feel like let's eliminate that term. Let's not call people ring rats and let's not use it to justify sexual abuse. Just kind of closing this episode. I've noticed a lot or more. I've noticed more indie companies um, have already been discussing how to improve their company, their promotion and taking action by cutting ties with um, abusers. Um, A lot of promoters are on social media, you know, coming up with ideas how they can make their company better and safer for all their workers. But I haven't seen this from the larger mainstream wrestling companies. These companies, you know, everyone knows exactly the companies I'm talking about. Companies that have contracts and they're on TV each week. Um, They are owned by millionaires, billionaires. These companies um, have remained silent for the most part, or they've released a very generic, very typical press release statement online, very generic, and they haven't taken much action. They've taken very little action. And I'm not really surprised by this, um, but it should tell us something. You know, and this is, I think, one of the reasons why I said I felt a little ashamed or a little guilty. Because these larger companies, they tend to not care. They don't... It, it seems as if they don't care. And, you know, I have empathy for the survivors and for the situation. And I, I do care. But, you know, these companies don't care and that's the way it seems to me because if you can't take action or if you can't if you remain silent you know and you don't take action you do not care and why should I as a fan you know continue to support that's just something that I've been thinking about and I wonder you know I I want other people to think about that as well do you feel like with these larger companies being slow to take action and being silent do you feel like it's, some, it's a company or companies that you want to continue to support? So if you, you know, I love discussion. So if you want to discuss some of these questions that I'm bringing up in this episode, you can um, just use the hashtag DDT Divas Podcast and, you know, we can discuss. And I'll also, you know, closing out this episode, what do you think should be done to rebuild the wrestling industry in the community? How can we make this a better industry a better community a more a community for everyone you know a safer community um, a more inclusive community a more diverse community a community without uh, abusers in the industry you know working not being held accountable for being abusive so how do you think that the industry should you know rebuild and how should they and how can the industry uh, make it make itself more uh, safer and less toxic I hope that 10 20 years from now every company can you know every more companies everything could be a better wrestling can be better you know change wrestling um, I really would like to discuss this with everyone who listens to the DDT divas DDT divas podcast Um... So just use the hashtag DDT Divas Podcast to discuss these questions. And I thank you guys for listening. Um, I know this is such a tough topic to discuss. Um, It's a hard topic to discuss for multiple reasons. You know, it hurts. We're all hurting right now. But we will get through this if we continue to support the survivors you know, encourage them to speak out. We can get through this. So thank you for listening. And I hope to be doing another episode really soon. And I hope that this episode, the next episode will actually be a interview episode. So I'm working on trying to get a couple people on the show to talk to and interview. So I'm kind of revamping the show and, you know, making it more entertaining. I really love doing Q&As and conversations with people you know I really like that I actually am better at doing that than a review I've never really been a review kind of person so I'm really hoping to produce another episode really soon with a special guest and we have a conversation about something please 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 just take care of yourselves. Um, I know, like I said, it's a tough time, you know, being a wrestling fan. And, you know, however you need to process what's going on, do it that way. You know, if it means not looking at wrestling, taking a break from wrestling, social media, please do so. If it means talking to someone that you trust, please do so. Like it's, I know it's a tough time. So thank you for listening to this episode. And I can't wait to uh, come back with another episode with better... Uh, more exciting uh, content for everyone. Thank you for listening.